sisters. Hey, welcome. <laughs> welcome back to the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Nikita. Do I said host or host? Host. I'm your host, Lauren. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, and this week's episode, it's our eighth episode. And this week we will be talking about endometriosis and PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. So this is exciting. Woo! So usually the breakdown of our podcasts usually start with like us talking about our week or like any certain topics that we felt like we wanted to discuss before we get into our actual uh, topic of the week. So yeah, the first couple is just going to be a chit-chat. Yeah, just a chit-chat. Ask us how our week was. How's your manager there working? Exactly. That's a, that's that's a segment. segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had another one. It was like, pop the kettle on, wasn't it? We yeah. wanted to do that. So like either that. pop the kettle on or how's your manager that working? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, how is your manager that working? Yeah, my mom's grand. She actually just texted me today telling me I should do OnlyFans. Oh, um, yeah. So supportive mom. Big up. She said, Apple. what did she text me? She said, get on that OnlyFans and, and pay that rent or something. So <laughs> we love supportive mothers. Um, yeah. yeah, but how's your mom actually... Do you know what? I actually feel like I haven't heard from your man in a while. Like, I know I don't hear from your man, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, she's good. Yeah. Um, She actually is a psychic. No, she is a psychic. She is a psychic. Like, I'm, I'm not even saying this in a, like, aha, uh-huh, you're not seeing way. She has a sense. She has a sense. Yeah. And especially with me. She knows when something's wrong with me. Yeah. Before I even know. Yeah. Like, she's mad. Yeah, before I even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean mad as in, like, crazy or anything like that. No. Yeah, no, it, it was just mad. So, basically, um... Are we jumping right into that? We're jumping right into it. Um, Nadine is moving home to Dublin. I actually, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to speak about it because it actually is making me really, really upset. Anyways, Nikita can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. We've already spent days sobbing and crying and laughing and everything else. But we're very, a moral of story is we're very happy for her and we're very proud. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so basically the other day Nadine told us, um, when was it? Wednesday? Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, me and the kid came out from being at a show, at a gig, and Nadine was like, so I got that job, I'm moving home. We were like, ha, okay. <laughs> All around crying. The job that she was like, I'm not gonna go and take yeah. it, I'm just gonna see. Fucking, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so she was like, yeah, I'm gonna take it or whatever, and we were like, yeah, we had a kind of feeling anyways, if they were gonna offer it to you. Yeah. Um, but the next, like, I didn't tell anyone because it was late at night. Like, we got in at, like, 11 and then we didn't go to bed until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning because yeah. we were all sitting up yapping then. <laughs> um, and I was riddled with anxiety. I couldn't sleep. So, the next morning then, my ma was, like, sent me a voice note and she was, like, hey. She was, like, I'm just checking in. She's, like, I feel like there's something up with you. She's, like, but I don't know what it is. She don't have to reply to this if you don't want to. She was, like, but I hope you're okay. She's, like, I feel like something's wrong. And I was, like, do the fucking lot or something, will you? Because yes, cause... there is something wrong. I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's my mum's psychic. So my mum's doing great. Um, her new name is Psychic Sally. <laughs> and she's now doing shows. <laughs> yeah, well, clear yeah. behind, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Um, she give you a reading. No, stop. But yeah, we'll probably speak about it on a different episode, but we right now it's very fresh. We can't speak about it. Yeah, we really just kind of just want to ignore the fact that... Of our trio. Yeah, we just kind of want to ignore it. Yeah, for now. so... Let's just ignore it and be a and what's ignorant to the fact yeah. that it's happening. Ignorance is bliss, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. Um, but yeah, what what else? What else have we got? Wait, we, we always say we have a list of things to talk about, so I have to get that list because I just yeah, can't remember. Other, and then otherwise, you talk about shite then. Yeah, like why did I tell that? That was a three minute story, and I made it into fifteen minutes. That story just yeah. now? No, no, Shut Lauren, up. me. Ah, uh, no, girls. 
So Nikita obviously <laughs> edits our podcast, right? Because I don't, I'm just a pretty face, I just show up. Um, She's just a talent. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a talent. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no, you enjoy that. Um, but last in last the last episode, she was talking about that show, The Stalker. But she, Nikita always sends it to me first, obviously, before she puts it out to make sure that <laughs> it sounds right. Do I want that to take it over or put in or whatever, blah, blah, blah. She spoke for that show, The Stalker, on on Netflix for 12 minutes 12, like about like 12 minutes 12 yeah. minutes because I told and I said to her come here <laughs> you love that show no one needs to watch it now <laughs> fucking edit that out and she was like oh god she like, that is really really long and, and I was like we listened to that bit together and then it got to like say probably like 6 minutes in you and would I trail like, off yeah and then you would just start Go back onto it we are chest again and I'm like shut the fuck up will you no one wants to watch it <laughs> it got to a point where it literally got to like six minutes both of us looked at each other and was like that's I'm speaking about that for a really long and then I got to about what eight you? minutes and I was like no seriously and then I got to ten and we were like no shut the fuck up I had to edit like six seven minutes out of it so you still got to listen to like six minutes of me talking about it no it's <laughs> mental um but yeah so that's why we have a list and that's why we try to stay on track in that sense because both of us rambers. definitely have like ADHD or something and can't stay on topic Anyway, yeah, so what I have on my list today is update about the dating thing. Oh, yeah. So I mentioned in the last episode that I went on a date and literally when I was, was it a few days before I was to edit the podcast, um, this happened, what I'm going to tell, but I was like, do I take it out of the podcast then? And I was like, no, I'm going to keep people updated with my life. Yeah, let's give be a honest for our listeners. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so... Basically, I'll make it into a short story. The day situation, okay? I believe you. (laughs) 12 minutes later. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the day situation. Went out for a date on the... Was it the Friday? Saturday. You went out on the day we recorded because we didn't record till that night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I came... Yeah, so it was the Saturday and then we came and recorded it and I was like, oh my God, I had a date. Oh my God, I'm so happy. And And then I... Went home to Dublin on like the Sunday and then he didn't text, he texted me on the Sunday and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then he didn't text me until like the Tuesday or something. And I was like, something's up, like something's definitely up. But you're not the person that someone has to text you every single fucking day. Exactly. But you could just tell. I could just tell. I was like, there's just something going on. The vibe is off. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. So then he texts me. Well, I get the message up and just Mm. read the message. Right. So it was on the Wednesday he texted me. He said, hey, hope you've been having a good time back in Ireland. Gotta say, though, I did go out with someone else this week and felt more of a connection with them. So thought I'd reach out and let you know as I feel it's best for me to pursue one person at a time. But it was great meeting you and I'll keep an ear out for sister, sister. So all the best. So uh, stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, no, there's no like... I was kind of like, okay, that's a bit awkward. You know what? I like, I don't, I appreciate that. What I mean for me personally, mm. I would appreciate he was honest. Exactly. He didn't lead you on. Exactly. You had a really nice time. It just didn't work out. But my qualms are, it's been Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's been five days. Yeah. Give me a bleeding chance, will you? Yeah. And like, I mean, don't give me a chance because I don't really care. Yeah. But like, shut up. Yeah. But yeah, so just to update is, uh, there was no second date. <laughs> there will never be another date with that man. But I'm in love now anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I just thought I'd update is. But let's move on to our next topic now because I am sad. <laughs> we also went this week to a gig. Where did we go? Uh, uh, Box Park, Park Wembley. Wembley, yeah. yeah. It's actually really nice there. It's nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like that. I'd go back. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we went to an event there because our friend Zara uh, was performing there. Yeah. And we're so proud of her. Yeah. It didn't go as well as she would like. As she would like, but... Um, she got a bit nervous. Yeah. But she's still being smashed out of the park. Yeah. And I, me and Nikita were still roaring in front row. Yeah, this. roaring the song anyway. So, um, but yeah, no, we're super proud of her. I'm super proud for her for even getting up. For even being there regardless. Even being yeah. there in the room. Like getting there and standing in the room. That's even a thing. But one thing I will admit, like the people that were there were so lovely. Like so, yeah. the crowd, like everyone is just there to support each other. Yeah. And everyone's here for their music. And if you fuck up, no one actually cares. No one actually gives a shit. But I, yeah, I love it. I love those events. I yeah, I think I, I, I'll, I'll definitely go to those yeah. events again when I can. Um, But yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, it was very nice. What's well, the name of the thing? Big Up London. LDN RBS. LDN it's like RBS. London Rebels. Yeah. yeah. Big Up them. Big Up. <laughs> But yeah, do you want to give us a little update on your job? You started your job. Oh it's yeah, been... I started my new job. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. I really love it. They're really good vibes. Don't get me wrong, there's still loads to do. Mm. Um, but I'm happy enough with that. I don't mind getting the groundwork in because in the long run, hopefully it will pay off. Yeah. Um, and it's really, I'm really enjoying being part of a startup. It's a different experience. Yeah. Um, because obviously when I went in the clinic that I had walked in before was already established for a good couple of years mm. um, so I was just following how they done things we're now here we have the opportunity to kind of do what we obviously within reason what we want but yeah. the uh, owner is an, is an embryologist so she probably wouldn't really do too much of the nursing side so she's just kind of like letting us have free reign being like do what you want and she trusts you enough to do yeah, that and that's good it's nice exactly and it's not even like a do what you want just because she's not arsed no She's good to support you anyway. But yeah, it's not like she's not arsed doing it. It's just that she actually trusts us enough to build up our company yeah. for her, which I think is a really nice uh, yeah. compliment. Yeah. No, even your um, energy and vibe has been way like freer since yeah. you started. It's lovely. I agree. Yeah. You're just literally just loving your best, like living your best yeah. life. Don't get me wrong, I'll be wrong and shout and give it out probably in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's just life. I don't want to work for yeah. anyone. <laughs> I'd rather fine. just be rich and famous. Yeah. So yeah, I'm loving my new job. It's also a four day week, which is absolutely stunning. stunning. I also get 30 days annual leave oh. as well as bank holidays. So what is there, like seven bank holidays or something like that this year? Something like that, yeah. Usually about seven or eight. Maybe another one when the king dies. So yeah. Even you. And then a coronation for... Okay. Uh, yep. We're living it up in the bank holiday. Um but yeah, so I have loads of days off, which is fabulous. Yeah. Um and yeah, the team are really lovely. I have said that already, but I get really good vibes mm. from them. And it's nice because literally all of them have said it feels like you have been here since the You've start. worked here, yeah. They were like, You're only here two weeks. They were like, yeah. What the fuck? And I was like, Yeah, I know. That's such a so, good compliment to say that you oh, we just feel like you've been part of the team. I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, thank you so thank much. Because so <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Fun. Love to all having a ball. Love to all having a ball. <laughs> I did panic for a second this morning and I was like, are we researching the same thing? Like I Oh, you thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot for a second which one we had picked and I was like, no, imagine if I'm after doing a whole spiel and whole right out and it's on. And the same thing as mine. And it's the same thing. As, but yeah, I really thought that we were going to be looking for the same thing. But then I, when I looked into the Google Drive, I was like, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. Um. So Nikita's going to speak about endometriosis. I'm going to speak about PCOS. And I feel like you should start. Amazing. To start off, I think it's better to say as well that both of us have... Well, I have endometriosis. Lauren has had endometriosis. She's not being rude, but she's probably going to have it again because it's not a curable thing. But yeah. right now... So I had... Hen hen hendo? Hendo? Hendo. <laughs> I had endometriosis, um, but when I had my surgery that time, they found it and they burnt it out. Um, 
And usually that's the only way that you can find endometriosis when you through surgery. But anyways, Nikita will explain that to you. But yeah, they've burnt it out, but more than likely it will come back. Yeah. Um, and then me, I have endometriosis and I found out from... So I had surgery. They didn't tell me after surgery I had endometriosis. Nothing like that. They didn't mention it. And then I went for my follow-up scan and they were obviously rooting around, looking around. And they were like, you, do you not know you have endo? And I was like, no. They were like, it's like patches of it all in your like left side. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Uh, props to the person who scanned you. Who scanned you, yeah. I feel like it was me. my old, was it my old doctor? No, it wasn't. We figured out that it wasn't him. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, props to the person who scanned you because it's very difficult yeah. to see on a scan. Yeah. It has to be either a really good scanner or your enemy just, just has to be really bad. Well, that's... Which so, is probably a bit of both. Yeah, the woman that was scanning me was like looking and she was like, I think it's endo. She was like, I'm just not 100% sure. She was like, and then they thought I had a polyp and all mm. this shit. There was so much stuff happening in that fucking follow-up um, thing. I honestly thought I was dying that day. I was like, ha, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they got the like, what is it? The... Not specialist. What's your word? Consultant, yeah. like a yeah, um, to come in and scan me again, and he was like, "Yeah, no, you have like endo all over your left side," and I was like, "In K," um, and then he asked me who done me surgery. I told him who done me surgery, and he was like, "That's so weird. She's an endometriosis specialist." He was like, "I don't know how she either didn't born it while they were there because that's not a thing that someone would really say no to." Yeah, like it's a thing that hinders your like it's it's painful. It's it's not there's no benefit to it um but yeah he was like i don't know why she didn't do that he was like and then also didn't tell you like there's no notes on your anywhere to say that you have endometriosis yeah. and i was like fuck's sake in fairness they were taking out a huge cyst and knew that it was cancer so they were like let's not burst this because we're very scared so maybe it wasn't even like looked yeah at maybe it sense. just wasn't possible yeah um but anyway yeah so then i was told i had endometriosis that day and i was like do you know what it was actually what was the word um like validating that they told no, me that. No, so validating. Because I was like, are you... Because after my surgery, I was still kind of in pain and I just thought that that was going to be a normal thing after surgery for a while. But then when they were telling me, they were like, you have it. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, there's a weight lifted. I was like, now I know that I'm not crazy and I think that like periods are just sore. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not a crazy person. I'm in pain. Like there's a reason I'm in pain. Um. And it's not normal. And it's not normal. Yeah, exactly. But yes, when they said that, I was like, okay amazing and then when you're told you have something you can kind of figure out how to like minimize pain and like look into it and see how you can like manage I mean, it sometimes it's just even knowing that you have it yeah it puts you at ease to yeah just work with it and live with it and then figure it out um but yeah so anyway i'm gonna get into endometriosis just thought it was important to say that me and lauren have had have endometriosis so we can kind of speak from personal experience as well so the way we're going to speak about this is that, by the way, most of our information does come from, we've said it before, from the NHS website, so National Health, whatever, that's not sexy, um, whatever the N stands for, ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, I know. Oh, <laughs> do you know what the S stands for? I just thought you were like, come on, sorry. I was like, I don't know what the S is. I was just trying to be funny. Um, but yeah, it's from the NHS website. Um, as we said again, people can easily look this up for themselves. Yeah. But people don't. Yeah. 
So if I find it would, uh, it would be easier to obtain this information from listening to someone else and personal experiences rather than reading it from the NHS website. Yeah. Because obviously we have taken what's on that website and then added it to it ourselves. Yeah. So it's like a little spin-off. Yeah. Um, so we're not trying to be out here and say, oh, we just know all this information. We don't. We have to look it up. We like, look it up. We knew a bit of it, but we have to research. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, basically what we're going to start by saying is the explanation of it will go through symptoms, we'll go through treatments, and then we'll just kind of in between throw in little fillers, whatever we feel like we need needs to be said. Yeah. Perfect. So. Thank you so action, much. Action, lady. Action. Um. So endometriosis, the World Health Organization defines it as endometriosis, oh my God, Endometriosis is a disease in which tissue similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside the uterus. It can cause severe pain in the pelvis and make it harder to get pregnant. Endo can start at a person's first menstrual period and last until menopause. So, yeah, it's the lining of your uterus, your womb, isn't it? Your womb and uterus the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, am I going crazy thinking no. that? Um, it grows outside of the womb or uterus, so that it's not able to shed. So when you have a period every month... The reason you're in pain from your period and stuff is because your lining is shedding, but that lining is outside the uterus, so therefore it does not it shed. does not shed, so it's there, um, and that's why it causes of, pain. I have a picture of my burnt uh, endometriosis. I'll put it on the yeah, yeah. I'll put it on the thing. Gorge. Maybe yeah, we could put pictures of our like cysts and stuff if people wanted to see that. I know yeah. that's probably weird, but it's very very graphic. But yeah, I, mean, I don't care. If you want to see, joke. yeah. You don't see me nips everywhere. <laughs> Why not a floppy joke? <laughs> um, so some of the symptoms for endometriosis are diarrhea or constipation during a menstrual period, fatigue or low energy, heavy or irregular periods, pain with urination or bowel movements during a menstrual period, um, spotting or bleeding between a menstrual period, and pain during or after sex. Um, I have had every single one of them. Yeah, literally. Every single one. And the period pills... Ah, no, they're so bad. The period bad. pills are not normal. No. They're really not normal. They're those type of pills. This is definitely TMI, but enjoy <laughs> that. That you ha- feel like you physically have to take every item of clothing... Clothing off you. Off you. <laughs> and there can't be one hair on your body. Yeah. Because everything... Your breathing irritates you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just going to die. <laughs> I'm just I'll just die. die on the toilet. <laughs> do I die before I wipe me whole or do I die after <laughs> I wipe me whole? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean serious. This no. School, it's a, people say, have you ever had a close near-death experience? Yeah. yeah. A period of <laughs> Um, But yeah, I think also it's probably a great time for me to speak about endometriosis because I have just had my period this weekend and it's been no. the worst period in like a couple of months and it really made me upset because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, I don't want to... Sorry, someone just texted me on Instagram back to my picture and said, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Um, it's toes trapping on it. <laughs> on Instagram on the daily. Um, but yeah, so it's... Did your dad not ever say, give that over? No, I tell him to close his eyes and mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. Fair. But yeah, so it's good to explain then. I've had a really bad period this month and I've had all of those symptoms. No pain during or after sex because I haven't been having sex before. Um... The week before my period, I knew it was going to be really bad because my energy was really low. My back was sore. I kept getting this like twinge pain in my like left side. I kept saying it was my ovary that's hurting me, but it's probably not. It's probably endo, like, I don't know what the fuck, how it works. Um, but yeah, it's been really sore and really bad. And I thought I was going to bleed out the last couple of days. Like I actually thought I was going to die. Like I'd love to be that confident to be, you know, those people that put pictures of their periods like up. 
Now, because she said to me that she took a picture because she actually got a fright of the blood and I was like, show me. Yeah. Um, because we're that close. Yeah. Um, and I actually got a fright. I was like, no, that's a murder scene. Yeah. Homicide. Like, it's it's awful. Like, I don't know how people... Deal. Like, I know I'm saying, how do people deal with this? But I'm really lucky. I only get this every couple of months that it flares up. But that bleed that you had, mm. when I had periods, that was me for the first four days. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what happens. Like, I, that's my period. Like, that's always been my period. I've never really had any different. But I always thought it was uh, normal. Yeah. And I'll say another thing. My... Like, so my body used to be in so much pain because of me other ovary and the other, the cyst on that one, that I think now when I have endo flare-ups, it's not, it's not as bad, but like, I'm still in pain. But because my body used to be in pain anyway, I think I can deal with it. Yeah. Like, my body was used to being in that much pain anyway. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, I wanted to die this weekend. But I didn't. And I'm on my fifth day. And here I am. Woo! Oh, next week there's a pad. There's a pad on this. I'm going to show you. This is for people who are going to be watching the visual. This is a sanctuary towel. Unused, clean. Because we had to walk up, and I'm not even joking, 97 steps to get up here. And I was going to pass out. So I was thinking, yeah, have you anything in your bag that I can fan myself with? So she gave me this. So I'm after being just fanning myself with the pad. But yeah, it's on the chair. Okay, yeah. So the next thing I want to speak about is treatment for endometriosis. So there's no cure for endo at the moment. Um, the only thing they usually do is treat it and treat it to ease symptoms. So yeah. there's no actual thing. Even if you go through these procedures and stuff to get rid of endo, it's always going to come back because it's a lining on your womb. It's the lining outside your womb that's grown outside. Um, so yeah, it's like most likely always going to come back. But So treatments can be given to relieve pain, remove endometriosis tissue, improve fertility, or reduce the chance of the condition returning. So obviously, yeah, you can reduce the chance of it returning, but again, it's not 100% that it won't return. Um, types of treatments all depend on what your goal is. So if you're looking to get pregnant or just relieve the pain, uh, it will obviously depend on those two decisions. Sorry to interrupt you. Hmm? I'm sure the number of people who even make it to treatment are slim to none. Oh, yeah, that's good to mention because so many people are misdiagnosed. And, and are disregarded by their doctors yeah. just being like, oh, just go on the pill or, oh, this is just what women have to deal with. Yeah. Endometriosis is a medical condition. Yeah. Like, and people sometimes go their whole lives without even, one, realising that they have it because they don't know enough about it to know what symptoms to mm-hmm. look out for. Or two, when they go to a health professional, they're just dismissed for years. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. When I say, when I was diagnosed, I felt such a relief. Yeah. That's the thing that people want. They want the relief of being diagnosed because it's like, like, I know I'm not crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, we know a person from home, like, and I don't think she'd mind me saying it at all. She messaged me after the first episode because we spoke about endometriosis a little bit in that. Um, And she's been trying for years. Like, I'm pretty sure for... Five years plus she's been trying to get a diagnosis for her. But yeah, like she has been literally trying to get diagnosed for years. Hasn't been diagnosed and she's just been like fobbed off to be like, you're just in pain, you're just yeah. this, you're just this. But it's like, yeah, but I want to be told what to do and how to manage it. Like exactly. I need to be told what it is and how we can manage this problem. And then also get the surgery. You can get the surgery to burn it off and give me some type of relief in some sense of the word. Like, do you know? But that's like, the thing is, is that why they don't offer the surgery is because they can do the surgery and open you up and it can be nothing. It's mm. a, it's a diagnostic laparoscopy. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. So like they don't, they can have some sort of evidence. I'm not uh, no, in any way like, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Minimising. Minimising or anything like that. But that's why they do it. And some people 
then just end up going private because yeah. either the NHS or the HSC back home won't fund it because the chances of of it being nothing of it being nothing are still there. Yeah. And and also the chances of it coming back after they do the surgery are still there as well. So yeah. they're just like, do you know what? It's actually not really worth it. It's just it's a cost thing. Like yeah. I know mean, it's awful to and say. Then but... Someone had replied to our story. Mm-hmm. And said, endo is one of the most painful conditions, yet in Ireland there's one specialist. Best believe it was something to do with a man, it'd be a whole ward. Oh, this is the thing. If it was a, ma- a man problem and it was yeah. a thing that... Uh, there'd be a cure. Oh, there'd be a fucking thing tomorrow being like, we can do everything to save you and you won't be in pain. Yeah. Anyways, endo, um, endometriosis is the second most common gynae condition within Ireland and the UK. And we have one specialist in yeah, Ireland. and there's one specialist. And then endometriosis st- statistics, it affects between 2 to 10 women, between 2 and 10 women out of 100 in their reproductive years. Like, I just, how have we not got more, like, I know it's a cost thing. Because and I know no one wants to look after women. Women's health. And women's yeah. health. Why is it, do you not hear 2023 was the first year that they actually started using real period blood, blood to on test fucking pads. on pads yeah. to see if they work? Are you winding me up? Yeah. What were you putting on beforehand? Yeah. Piss? <laughs> they were putting blue fucking liquid, but we don't fucking piss blue liquid. Yeah. It's blood. Blood. This is the thing, and that's another thing as well to say for when people go to the doctor and say, I have a heavy period and a heavy flow and stuff. We don't, like, you filling up a pad, we don't know what that actually means because we have never actually tested it on real blood. Yeah. So when you say, like, when the pads and tampons say heavy flow or this, they haven't been tested on real blood. So by saying that, they don't, don't actually know, know what, what a heavy flow is. What a heavy flow is. I have a wide set vagina and a yeah. heavy flow. And you don't even know. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's terrifying that we're not looked at as, like, a priority. And we, like... I don't know, I could get into But I feel like as women, we're just expected to deal with it. To deal with it. Deal with this pain. Deal with all of that. You just have to deal with it. And you just have a child there now after that as well. Do you know what? To make it all better, have a child. Have a child. (laughs) Anyways, go back to you. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, that was just a little random thing. I'm I'm riled up now. Um, okay, so some treatments include pain medication, so anti-inflammatory medicine like ibuprofen or I have tried methanamic acid, how do you say that? <laughs> I always have to get Lauren to look at me medical things. Well, I'm dyslexic, so like, what's that right say? Methanamic. Methanamic yeah. acid. Methanamic acid. Yeah, it's just a higher dose of ibuprofen basically. Um, and it works it's, well. But it's, it's um, apparently, yeah, it's used in... Uh, patients that have like severe period cramps and menstrual cramps and stuff like that um, so that's why they gave it but that's because I've been technically diagnosed with it through a scan they were able to give it to me and my doctor was able to prescribe it to me yeah but like that's not something that you can just get over the counter no you can't just go in and buy it you have to get it prescribed I've tried another one as well because that's the second one I was given the first one I was given was beginning with an L and I cannot remember the but name of that it it used to knock the jocks off you it used to make me period longer and more painful yeah it wouldn't wouldn't help now these ones the mephanamic 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 <laughs> one um, helps a little bit when I take it with paracetamol as well but that's obviously just because I'm taking pain medication yeah but this I feel like thing. it's very hit and miss though because sometimes when I take it I feel like it's induced in labour yeah <laughs> that's it's weird it's like um, but this is the thing I shouldn't have to take these things to just get through a couple of days like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous um, 
So then another treatment is hormonal treatment, so such as the com combination pill. This The aim is to stop the production of estrogen in your body as this encourages endometriosis tissue to grow and shed. So limiting estrogen then reduces the pain from uh, endometriosis because, yeah, the sh shedding of your womb and, I don't know, do you want to explain that a little bit better than I can? No, I feel like that's fine. Yeah, was that good? <laughs> was that good? Mummy. <laughs> um... So hormone treatment has no effect on adhesions. So the sticky areas of tissue that can cause organs to fuse together and cannot improve fertility. So if you're going to be taking the pill, that's just going to minimize pain. It's not taking away anything. It's not getting rid of endo. It's not stopping endo from growing or anything like that. Yeah. That can stick. There's so many people, people get their like bells stuck to like different... So endometriosis, people think that you can only have it in your reproductive system. Yeah. You can actually have endometriosis throughout your whole body. Your whole body. You can have endometriosis in your heart and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not just a reproductive thing. It can spread. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether it's spread the right word because or. I don't think spread, but it just it can be found in different areas relocated. of the body. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it can fuse like some of your organs together, and that's like that's that's painful. Uh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Your bell getting fused to your womb or to your wherever it's going to your kidney well like then you'll have to have surgery yeah you'll probably end up with a bleeding poo bag for the rest of your I life i was just gonna say this so i'm in a group on instagram um for endometriosis people that are, have endometriosis and one be careful joining them groups because some people just want to scare people yeah th that's the thing i joined them i joined that and i joined a surgical menopause group on facebook just for after me surgery depressors um but some of them really scare you like i'm not being rude but like there's no need for you to be telling me this type of information, you know? Like, it's it's very fear-mongering when someone is saying, yeah. this is what happens and you could die from this and all. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, I just yeah. want to know. We're like, share your experience, that's yeah. fine, but don't be telling me I mean, nanny's going to die tomorrow. I was going to say, and let me ask ask you the questions. Yeah. Don't give me everything. I don't need to know some of the question, answers. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on that group and one of the people have said that they have had a... A bag from it because of the endometriosis sticking to their bowels and having to get surgery yeah. on it. But I'm like, that's terrifying because you just don't think it'll happen. That scares me every time I get scanned. I'm like asking them to check the endometriosis because yeah. I'm like, where is it? Is it stuck to anywhere? <laughs> Please, where is my goddamn bowel? Literally. Um. So yeah. So that's one of the other treatments, and then obviously surgery is a treatment. So this can be used to remove or destroy areas of endometriosis tissue, which can help improve symptoms. The type of surgery depends on where the endo is and how much of it there is. Some options are a laparoscopy or a hysterectomy. So me and Lauren have both had a laparoscopy procedure done um, in different ways, but they're, they're similar surgeries. Like they're not that much different. Um, and yeah. You wanna? You already said they found yours through that and were able to burn it off. Did you? Yeah, say that? they found it. It was a very um small spot, but they only found it in that area. I could have it in other areas. Yeah, but because it was, they only needed to be in that area. Mm. That's why they there was no point in them looking further. Yeah. Um. So they only found a small bit in that area, but it doesn't matter where you have a small bit or a big matter. bit. You still have symptoms. Like yeah. you still have all of those issues. So it's not like minimizing it or anything, but. Yeah, they just burnt it off. Yeah, that's done. And it looked like a little... Do you know, I don't even know how to explain it. Do you know when your roasted marshmallows on the top goes a bit <laughs> yeah. burnt? Didn't it look like that? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it actually exactly looked like that. But um, yeah, I'll put the pictures up. I'll actually put up pictures of my scars as well um, yeah. from my surgery. Um, yeah, because that's good to mention. A laparoscopy procedure is a keyhole surgery. So... 
So basically, for people who are going to be watching, they went in through my belly button. I have a scar to the left hand side of that's me right, but to my right hand side of me tummy, and then me left hand side of me tummy. But the slits are literally about no bigger than two centimeters. Yeah. Or no bigger than one centimeter actually. Yeah, like. Um, they're so neat and they're tidy. so neat straight as a line yeah and then I have one just underneath my fupa um, is that my fupa or that's me hang sir hang your that's fupa that's me hang is me funny yeah uh, funny. <laughs> um, but yeah underneath me hang um, is just like a little straight line like where they would cut you for a c-section but that's like five centimetres and that's literally straight as a line as well yeah. and then you can't see it because you're big fat belly hangs over it um and even if you are to see it it's, it's not visible like. no it's absolutely fine um actually i need to change to what i said i didn't have a laparoscopy sorry i had a salpingo oophorectomy yeah that was my surgery that i had say that three times yeah um <laughs> i remember trying to do a tiktok for that and i kept having to say it i was like i oh, hear i don't care what people think i'll put the word on the fucking screen um so I didn't have, they didn't have to go through my belly button, they didn't have to do the side scars, they just gave me a C-section scar, so I had to be open underneath my stomach, um, and that's the way they done mine, um, but again, that's not how I was, how I was diagnosed, endometriosis, I was just diagnosed through a scan. Yeah. Um, what's the other one, let me see, oh, a hysterectomy, yeah, so basically they're saying, just get rid of your reproductive uh, organs and it will minimise it that way. And regardless <laughs> of whether you want to have children or not. That has such big implications. Yeah, we've already spoken like we've about already this, discussed like... it. If you don't want to have children and you've already made up your mind, that's absolutely fabulous. You still need these organs yeah. to produce hormones in your body to keep you alive and well. Yeah. That's the way our bodies work. Yeah. If you get rid of your ovaries and you go into either surgical menopause or if you go into menopause naturally, mm-hmm. you're the walls of your heart start to become thicker because they need estrogen to grow. Yeah. Like, it's all those things and it's that just, I'm like, it functions, your whole body, it's how, it's your sex drive, it's your, yeah. how you can get serotonin. It's literally like, there's so, so much stuff comes from those little, little baby ovary yeah. things in there. <laughs> and whether you want to have kids or not, that does not matter. Yeah. You still need. And that's, that's the thing because hysterectomy doesn't have to include your ovaries like we've said before. No, no, there's different stages of hysterectomy but, even they will still. suggest that anyway because again if they're taking one thing out they want to take it all <laughs> like it's cost effective we're like yeah, all or we may as well take all it all or nothing yeah so yeah so then just quickly what causes it it's not actually clear what causes endometriosis it may be linked to things like your genes or Jesus problems with your Jesus hates women <laughs> <laughs> um, it may be linked to things like your genes or a problem with your immune system so usually when people in your family have it it's like genetic like it's a thing that pe- most people have and I think that's similar with PCOS isn't it it's going to be I know like personally now at least 10 women with endometriosis yeah well i don't know like i don't know a lot of them but no i know at least 10 women yeah. with endometriosis um and probably two of them out of the 10 have had diagnosis so how do they know i've been diagnosed oh because you can, you can tell like they oh. have all like they have all the others like literally every single symptom yeah that you can think of they have yeah and then only two of them have had surgery but well, this is the thing. I told you before you even watched Colour Went First. I was like, you have endometriosis. Yeah. I was like, 1,000%. You're heavy bleeding. You're when I got like... me coil in, you're... when I got me last coil in, yeah. when I got done here, she, she was said. asking me, and she was like, I think you have endometriosis. And yeah. I was like, shut up. <laughs> don't say that. Shut your mouth. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. You don't say it, it's not real. <laughs> so some tips for living with endo is taking pain meds when needed and knowing what to take. 
um, using heat pads to control pain, changes in your diet. So changes in your diet, it's really good if you have endometriosis to adapt like an anti-inflammatory diet style. So like obviously there's foods out there that can aid in helping you. Um, that's, I think I've said it before as well, that's one of the things I want to focus on this year to really get that down like a good and women who are struggling to get pregnant as well yeah um, usually to help them get pregnant then and if they have enemies just then need to change their diet yeah keeping active but also that's hard when you're struggling to be in a lot of pain it's hard when you feel like someone's stabbing you in the neck and in the gut at the same yeah. time yeah like I had all these uh, plans this period I was like I'm going to the gym I'm going to work out because people say like go to gym and like work out and it helps with pain I was just sat in bed all day. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, and then learning about chronic pain management and what works best for you. So it's a whole thing. And unfortunately, we just have to do the research ourselves. Yeah. It's not really... It's not a universal thing. Yeah. Everybody has different pain thresholds. So. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's just hard to find the information sometimes. And considering ho- hormone therapy. So that's just a hormone treatment, isn't yeah. it? Like the pill and stuff like that. Um, but some people don't want to go on the pill. Some people, that's a different discussion to have. That's a whole other story. Um, and then just discussion op- discussing options with your doctor. Obviously, you need to find the right doctor. If the doctor is completely dismissing you and saying that you're kind of over-exaggerating your And it's symptoms. not even saying, don't go to a male doctor, go to a female doctor. Because I no. know plenty of people who have gone to a female doctor and they've been just as dismissed. Just as dismissed. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not just a male dismissing us as women it's literally just doctors and healthcare system like it's just not just doesn't take women serious and it doesn't take our pain serious and it's sad also one of the things that you never said that I have seen people that I know struggle with uh, having endometriosis is endo belly yes sorry that's a thing endo belly is like a um like a really discomfort discomfort that people have like two of the people that I know well like you would actually mistake them for being pregnant yeah like that's how much their belly swells. Yeah. And it's like hot and red and painful and like solid as a rock. Yeah, like, like it's it's sore, like it's bloated, you're pain like um like you said, solid. Um and there's no real relief that you can get from it because you can get like and like that one I got me a period for mm. for not for the first time. Well yeah, actually for the first time. I remember I had all those red blotches yeah. and things that was endometriosis. Yeah. But Obviously, when I'm that young, you don't really know. Yeah. But, like, even still, for the most part of probably until the age of 23 or 24, I didn't think that that, I didn't think that that was, just that was a normal. symptom. I just thought that that was how I got my period. Yeah, how you reacted to your period. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I hope I gave enough information on it. Again, it's just to kind of open the conversation. It's to give people a little bit of information about these things that women have and go through um, and also to validate people that have these things and know that you're not alone and know that there's so many people out there that are being misdiagnosed and not being listened to but yeah so please feel seen feel heard we are yeah. here we have the same thing chat to us talk to us ask us yeah and like I really mean it when I say like just because we're talking about this or just because it's that's not what our episode is going to be about if you ever have questions on any topics. Anything. We like, need ideas. Give us yeah. ideas for topics. Like, yeah, we like, need... is there anything that you want us to speak about? If you have questions, if you don't want us to read it out so people can know your story, if you don't want people yeah. to know, you want it to be a, pro- a on a on a private thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we'll do that. Like it's no problem at all. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm saying this as if like we're the like 
the people to ask because if we don't know we'll either look it up for you or just exactly. be like Here's do you know what we actually don't know a lot about that we've looked it up this is what we've interpreted from yeah. it if you want to take what we say as gospel happy days if not these are the tools that you need to do, to use to look up yourself exactly that's the thing even when i put into youtube for endometriosis this week all that came up was like medical professionals sitting down like this and talking about it and being like in this like really weird horror, scary yield. way yeah i don't retain information no like I, I retain information like this yeah. people talking about their experience and people telling me symptoms and stuff and kind of prompting me to go to to a doctor so lauren take it <laughs> over um i'm just gonna adjust Sorry. myself again i used to lump down into this sofa so much i'm just so glad that you're uh next so i can just chill out and listen to you now <laughs> you know i was having a nice time there yeah. the whole time you were talking i was like oh i'm next i have to go <clears throat> testing one two um so pcos polycystic ovarian syndrome and then like nikita had said she went to the world health organization for her explanation of endometriosis so i just thought i'd copy her and do the same yeah um so pcos is a common hormonal condition that affects women of reproductive age so essentially as soon as you get your period you are a woman of reproductive age yeah. um so as soon as your period starts affecting one in ten women and I put a little side note on this and said, I personally think it's more. And the reason why I think it's more is because there's not enough education around it. Therefore, most people won't know that they have it. Yeah. So if you're going to your doctor or if you don't share your symptoms with other people, you're just going to think that that's absolutely normal. Yeah. So I feel like it's recorded as one in 10, but I can guarantee you it's probably like four out of 10 or five out of 10. Yeah, it's definitely way more. It's it's way more than one in ten. But that's what the organisation has said, so we can't say that's not. <laughs> yeah, but that's just we'll a, be that's, sued. A, that's just a personal side <laughs> note for me. Uh, why do we ha- get PCOS? So the cause of PCOS is actually unknown. However, it does run in families, which I did not know. Uh, PCOS is related to an abnormal level of hormones in your body and a high level of insulin in your body so the symptoms some of them are actually very very similar to endometriosis Mm -hmm. so they are irregular periods or no periods at all difficulty getting pregnant as a result of ovulation or failing to ovulate so obviously if you have irregular periods you don't know when you're gonna ovulate so you could have 80 day cycles or 90 day cycles and you don't know where you're gonna ovulate in between them because you don't know when your next period is or if you're not having periods at all you're not uh, ovulating because yeah. you're not shedding i seen online as well when we're just looking up like a bit someone said that if you have like four or four or less sorry four or less than uh periods a year you're more than likely have pcos or something to do with your like there's a problem yeah so if you're getting like four or less periods a year that's a problem you need to yeah. see a doctor so difficulty getting pregnant on oh, into my phone on silent um so yeah typically obviously um excessive hair growth usually on your face chest and it said buttocks and i wrote buttocks down because that sounds really funny i was like your buttocks, buttocks. <laughs> yeah big fat howl <laughs> your big bunda um weight gain thinning hair hair loss from the head oily skin or acne um and then insulin resistant and this is why people may be overweight um some people may not experience any symptoms at all yeah which i actually wasn't aware of that either i thought it was like if you have two or more of these symptoms then you have no 
PCOS. Well, so apparently the criteria to and oh, I sorry. and I say now I say that yeah. in in a couple of minutes, but yeah. I'm like I just thought that you had to have yeah two or more in order to have yeah PCOS, but it's, it's actually not the case because some people can have no symptoms at all and the only reason they'll find it was either if they have a blood test or if they have a transvaginal scan and they're able to see the certain amount of follicles yeah. on each side so the risks of having pcos is that you can develop type 2 diabetes obviously because if you have higher levels of insulin in your body your body's not able to break down um like sugars and Those fats sugars and, and stuff, yeah. stuff like that um <laughs> depression high blood pressure high cholesterol and sleep apnea yeah. I have sleep apnea. Yeah. I know that. And I don't have high blood pressure. I could probably say I'm borderline type 2 diabetic, to be honest. Um, Depression, I'm a happy-go-lucky gal. <laughs> um, and my cholesterol is actually fine as well. Yeah. So, I'm happy to us. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, I don't have it. Um, well, just to mention, like, I think I have PC... I've always thought I've had PCOS. And then when they said I had endometriosis, I was like, ah, okay, that's just a problem. But I'm actually going to start talking to my doctor soon. I'm going for a checkup on the 20th. So I'm going to mention to them if they can test me more because I want to know if I have PCOS as well because I've actually experienced hair loss this year. Yeah. Um, I also have, what you call it, like, what's the hair growth thing called? Like, more hair growth than normal. Like, I have hairs on my chin that, like, grow. Excessive hair. Excessive hair growth. Um, And then also I have fucking me leftovers riddled in cysts. So, I'm yeah. going to start getting tested for that. So, I'll let you know. And like that, it's not... You're not going to... It's not going to dramatically change... No. ...your life. But it's just that you can know for a fact that what you're doing, if it's going to be beneficial towards you or not. And then, as you said... It's that validation. Yeah, well. it's just the validation of known. The high levels of insulin causes the ovaries to produce too much testosterone and that's what prevents your normal ovulation then. I put normal in inverted commas there. Uh, raised levels of LH, which is your luteinizing hormone, stimulates your ovary, but it may have abnormal effects on your ovaries if the levels are too high. Okay. Which is what happens if you have PCOS, your levels are too high. And then low levels, PCOS can also affect your sex drive and stuff like that. Mm. Like it can give you like really low libido and stuff like that. Um, so diagnosing PCOS. Um, typically you have to have two or more of the following um, symptoms in order to be diagnosed, which is what I've said above. Irregular periods, you need a, bl- a blood test showing that you have high levels of male hormones in your body and then a scan to show that you have polycystic ovaries so polycystic ovaries so basically you have typically between zero and 12 follicles Mm. on each ovary all the time like in your cycle so if it's anything this is like off the top of my head i probably should look this up a bit more but if there's anything more than that even on one side it's it's, it's sign, called polycystic, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a sign that your ovary is polycystic. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have the... It doesn't mean you have PCOS syndrome. Yeah. Like it do, or PCOS yeah. doesn't technically mean you have It doesn't have mean that. that you actually have that. It could, And it could be just that month that you have that. Maybe. Yeah. But anyways, um, and like that you would think, well, I would have thought like, oh, happy days, like more follicles means more eggs, mm. which means for getting pregnant, that's... You have a better chance to get pregnant, surely. Mm. No. Because the eggs that are in it, despite you creating more eggs or having more eggs, the quality of the eggs is less than. Yeah. So, like, let's say, for instance, I was to go in, so I don't, 
I'm, I don't think I have PCOS, but I don't ha- let's say I don't have PCOS and I'm to go in going to freeze my eggs, mm. I would have way more normal, again, normal in the inverted commas, mm. eggs than you because you have PCOS. Yeah. So I could collect 20 eggs and 15 out of those eggs will be normal. Mm. You could collect 20 eggs and probably between three or five yeah are, are normal are like able to be able yeah, to, yeah obviously that's not a proper like yeah, breakdown that's just, breakdown. Scenario, just, like, that's just like a scenario and like a, a rough estimate but that's essentially what it is uh treatment for pcos so pcos cannot be cured but the symptoms can be managed uh lifestyle changes lifestyle changes this is a nice way of saying lose weight you fashion yeah isn't it Literally. Like, like, have you talked about lifestyle changes? <laughs> no, I haven't. Because I'm eating three ones from last every other day of the week. And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do, Sharon? Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. Um, and this is another thing. Because like I've mentioned, changing your diet does help. You can... There's, here's the thing. It's a whole hormonal thing. It's a whole... You need to regulate your hormones to be able to get on top of these type of um conditions. So when doctors say lose weight, they shouldn't be saying lose weight. Lose they should weight. be saying re-look at your diet and get all of the nutrients and shit that you need to rebalance your hormones. It shouldn't be a thing to lose weight. I get that that does help with some of the symptoms. But also, how are you supposed to lose weight when you have high levels of insulin in your Yeah, body? like this. Like, I just feel like the way they ward it is almost like you're setting them up for a loss already because yeah. how are you out here trying to tell someone to lose weight when that's one of their symptoms it's they one sh- of the hardest is, things to do with this condition yeah is lose weight and one of the symptoms of it is gaining weight yeah so if one of my symptoms is gaining weight and you're saying well just lose it you just know? lose it yeah you're fat, <laughs> don't you? just lose it <laughs> fuck off yeah um <laughs> anyways I'm not even fast so I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're not talking to me lifestyle changes what do you mean <laughs> for watching um, oh. so lifestyle changes in overweight women losing weight can help with symptoms and I have this as a little side note I goes but this can be difficult because one of the symptoms is weight gain so you can't losing weight isn't just always an option, <laughs> an option. yeah uh, there's medications that can help with PCOS um, like the pill and stuff like that. So I have four-year irregular periods. The contraceptive pill may be recommended to introduce regular periods. But, it's, I mean, this is my problem with it's just saying that. It's the... like, technically, it's not a regular period because no. you're giving your body all of these hormones and when you withdraw them, which is usually like your break or depending on what mm. pill you have, the reason why you're bleeding then is due to your pill it's not because it's fixed your cycle yeah. or you're not because, getting a period it's because of these yeah it's just into your body. hormonally shedding your lining mm-hmm. it's not like teaching your body how to do it or anything like that it's just doing it medically so that the lining of your womb doesn't build up yeah too yeah. much basically yeah um which is why I, yeah you can't just say you're like oh just go on the pill and you're fixed because as soon as you come off that pill you're gonna have the exact same problem yeah it's literally just gonna go back to the same yeah. so or, or you can use a contra- contraceptive pill or you can use progesterone based tablets so i didn't look this up but i just know from for like from fertility that we usually use um utrogesterone or cyclogest and their pests their progesterone pessaries that are either either inserted vaginally or rectally mm. and we use them to either support the pregnancy or we can use them to induce a bleed Oh, as well okay. yeah just depends on where you are in your cycle and stuff like that but it says the importance of having a bleed sh- it sheds your lining but the build up of your endometrial lining can lead to endometrial cancer yeah. 
So yeah, I'm like, that's you another said thing. This to me, I was like, yeah, that's another thing why it's important to have a period. So I'm like, yeah, you may not want to have children, or yeah, you may not have any other problems with not having a period, but our bodies work for a reason. It tells us so many things about our bodies by yeah, having a period. Yeah, our bodies yeah. work for a reason. The reason we are made up this way is not just because we're laugh. Let's give women a period. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like it's no, we're we were made for this reason. Yeah. Things work for a reason. Yeah. But, yeah. So, like, as you said, like, if you have less than four periods in a year, like, you need to look that's, up. That's and it problem. can be due to your weight. It could be that you're yeah. overweight, that you're underweight. It doesn't have to mean that you have um, these problems. It can also be, like, if you're depressed or mm-hmm. there's many, many things of reasons why you don't get a period. But this could be one of them. So, if you're not shedding your lining... Yeah, as I said, you can get endometrial cancer. So just shed that lining, girl. Yeah, and which I didn't know. You I shed did that lining. That at all. I feel like we should get that on a t-shirt. Shed that <laughs> lining. You shed that lining. So the coil may also be able to help because the hormones that are in the coil ensure that the lining is not capable of attaching an embryo. So it already gives your body the thing for it to beat in. Yeah. The hormones for it to oh, beat okay. in. So I feel like I... In my in my medical professional opinion, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would choose to coil over a pill for that reason. I was for s- managing uh PCOS because yeah, your lining it's causing your lining to be thin. So I thought it stopped you from ovulating, mm. which is what I've thought nearly this whole time. But then when I actually looked into it for the podcast, we were looking up for some reason. Yeah, I then realized that it's not. It just makes your lining very very thin. So there are little to no chances of. An embryo being okay. able to attach to that ah, line. Okay. Yeah. I learn something new every day. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it says that to ensure the lining is not capable of attaching an embryo, therefore your lining is thin, and the chances of you developing endometrial cancer are lower. That's okay. a little, and, and that's a fact. And that's a fact. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to speak a little bit about fertility problems. I'm not going to go too much into it because although I work in fertility, I am not a fertility specialist. But it's good to know that you can look up these things and ask your... So I feel like in Ireland, I feel like you would be able to ask your doctor. Actually, that's a big fat lie. I don't feel like you could. (laughs) I feel like (coughs) PCOS and fertility issues obviously go hand in hand. But I'm not too sure how you go about it to through your GP. So I'm like, you could look up all this information. I'm going to give a bit of information about it now. But fertility is not something that's a recognised thing in, like, general practice. Mm. So, like, although your doctor may know a little bit about balancing your hormones and stuff like that, but more than likely you will you have to go to see a fertility specialist. Yeah. But there's a few medications here that I have um listed that can help. But the funny thing is, is that nearly all of these uh, drugs that I have listed are what's called unlicensed. So unlicensed mean they're being used for something other than what they were actually specifically made for. Oh. So technically, they, you're still legally allowed to prescribe them, mm. but the manufacturer just hasn't gone through the testing or the trials for that. The trials just... for that. So And to be honest with you, I don't know if I would either because it's like, it works leave it out there why would I go and then pay for another trial pay for all of this when fertility doctors are already using it yeah so I'm like that was like me like they found from their trials that this has helped in this sense so 
they're like, well, why won't we give it to the fertility doctors? Yeah. Like that. So, like, legally, you can you can get it and prescribe it. It's no problem at all. But it's just not advertised yeah. as a fertility drug. Okay. So, one of them is clomiphene. It says it's one of the first treatments that are recommended to women who are trying to conceive with PCOS. The medication encourages the monthly release of an egg from the ovaries, just called ovulation. So, excuse me. So, obviously, that's one of the things with PCOS is that you don't ovulate. So, that's... You don't have a period, therefore you don't ovulate, and that's why some women struggle to get pregnant because ain't no egg there. Yeah. Um. Then one of them is metformin. So metformin is actually used to treat type two di- type two diabetes. It can lower. This is what will help with your high insulin levels. Yeah. Although you have PCOS and you may not um have type two diabetes, it is kind of similar in a way because it's regulating your insulin so it says used to treat type 2 diabetes it can lower your blood sugar sugar levels and insulin levels and it can help pcos women lose weight and it can have other health benefits it can lower your cholesterol it can reduce the risk of heart disease and here it says metformin is not a license is not licensed as a pcos drug but clinicians may prescribe it as it has been proven to help but like this the side effects can be nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, diarrhea, and loss of appetite. That's why I'm losing weight. I'm eating. I haven't yeah. eaten in weeks. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> My insulin levels are on I'm the flow because I'm lepping. <laughs> so obviously, each person's um, experience with every medication is obviously going to be different. But yeah, I'm like that's why it works because I yeah. haven't eaten in three days and I've had forty seven shits. <laughs> <laughs> between that you're matching um but yeah and then this one which i found we use this in the fertility clinic all the time but i'm like this is the one i'm like isn't it mad how who realized that that can be used for fertility treatment yeah who's out here trialing that was it an accident so this one is called letrozole letrozole like metformin is an off-label drug that is typically used for treating cancer patients oh yeah um the same and it has the same uses as um clomiphene and it helps you ovulate. So if a medication, I have this here, that if a medication is off-label, it just means that the drugs were not initially created for this treatment, but it can be used for them. The manufacturer just hasn't applied for the license for the medication to be used for this reason. Okay. So I have here, it's treatment, but I've kind of like broken it down. Like one is for fertility, one is for getting your per- irregular periods. This one is for um unwanted hair and hair loss so the pill may help balance your hormones but like that that's not always an option for people people don't want to be putting extra hormones into their body and that's fine um hair growth is caused but the hair growth levels are caused by the level of testosterone in your body and then it says laser hair removal may help but it's not always guaranteed and uh, that's something that you could say as well because you you obviously go to our wax girl and she has she's mentioned it to me so I have like literally on my chin I have like a patch of like hair that grows and it grows like thick like it's like a thick hair um, not even to be disrespectful you have a five o'clock shadow no I literally like, I do <laughs> like it's mental um, and some people have it way worse like people have it all under yeah you only have a cute little I have it. like a little ooh, like I'll just get rid of that <laughs> but my wax girl said it to me she was like would you not get laser on it she goes now this is definitely down to a hormonal thing she was like so it's gonna come back 1000% she was like but to stop you from like having to get rid of it every day basically um, it'll it slow might be down like the once growth a week pattern. or something yeah exactly um, so she's mentioned it to me yeah to get like laser and try like deal with it that way but 
to be honest it doesn't bother me right now to do that yeah it's not that bad but not to be rude as well I feel like it's getting worse though it is getting worse and that's why I'm going to the doctor soon to like figure out about having PCOS because it used because... to be like a one centimetre patch and now it's like two yeah like if worse but yeah and then also with the hair tin and thing and all I'm like definitely have PCOS but anyway yeah. um, but yeah, you, can get, you can get a laser so you can also have I didn't know that there was a surgery that you could have if you have PCOS and I have in brackets sounds absolutely terrifying <laughs> <laughs> sounds scary so it's called uh, the procedure is called LOD a laparoscopic ovarian drilling <laughs> no drilling what do you, why are you calling why it drilling why would they call it that call it something else because that's scary my whole vagina just squeezed yeah, my ovary went <laughs> oh no <laughs> Help, I'm falling and I can't get up. Um, yeah, no, my ovaries are shitting themselves. So no. Don't do that to me, Emma. <laughs> hey, I promise it'll be better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sounds absolutely terrifying. It says that ovaries are surgically treated by using heat or a laser to destroy the tissue that's producing the androgens. Androgens are male hormones. The surgery is found to reduce the levels of testosterone and LH because, we, as we said previously, higher levels of LH can disrupt your ovaries um, and raise the FSH levels. So FSH are your follicle-stimulating hormones. The aim is to correct your hormone imbalance and restore normal function to your ovaries. But why are you calling it ovarian drilling? Yeah. My ovaries are that. Can you keep up um, no, that's terrifying. Yeah. I didn't never knew about that. That's scary. I don't like that. Ovarian drilling. I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have. Is that a lot? That's not a lot. Yeah, no, that's stunning. We love it. Like we said, this is just the basic information that we're going to put out there. Again, if people have their um stories that they want to let us know, let us know. Oh, we I can... actually have a story of right, my friend. Me. That's fine. No, I actually have a story. Um, sure, <laughs> she just got me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Finish what you're saying then. Um, no, I was just saying if someone... Ha- oh my God, me and Lauren are fighting right now. <laughs> Our first sister-sister fight. <laughs> um, Keep it up and I'll drill your ovaries. <laughs> But yeah, no, well then that's good. We can go into our story. We did put up on our story. We are always really late with I know. stories. We put up on our story when... Um, we're trying to do better on social media. Yeah, when we're recording, we put it up about an hour before being like, tell us everything. And then people are like, no. I'm sleeping. So um, this is one of my friends from back home. So she says, not a question. I was diagnosed with PCOS at 18 and haven't bled since, uh, since I was about 19. I've only had a handful amount of checkups. Um, because I'm a public patient. My last appointment was in November and I was discharged because I'm not interested in having children in the near future. Rude. Um, there oh. are, I know, so annoying. There are so many other side effects other than fertility and I'm left feeling like a vessel that my side effects and symptoms only need to be monitored and managed when I'm interested in having a child. She goes, that's just my experience with the HSE and I'm wondering if anyone has had a similar experience in Ireland or for, um, or further and what you can recommend and then she goes sorry just to add I'm 28 uh, this year and I've dealt with this for almost 8 years what the fuck that's mental and the fact that she's not being listened to just because she doesn't want to have a child that's and that's the thing I don't know if we even said that but I have it in one of the points of things not to say to people with PCOS and endometriosis mm. but it's like just because you don't want to have a child does not mean that you're any less than or you shouldn't be looked after as a woman just because yeah although it's reproductive health but yeah <laughs> now we were just speaking about how um 
one women's health is completely ignored and belittled and what's the minimized minimize all of those things but then when you finally get through the threshold of dealing with that then they're like do you want to have a baby and you're like no and they're like then you'd be actually alright yeah then you'd be grand then you'd be grand but like that and I keep circling back to your situation as well I know they offered you a hysterectomy a full hysterectomy at the age of 25 without even realising the fact that well I'm sure they realised but without even caring the fact that they realised because I said to her as soon as thank god I had the knowledge about what a hysterectomy was and what that actually does because when she said it I kind of looked at her and goes but then I was like do I not need that shit like do I not need that and she was like yeah but you'll just go on HRT which is hormone repa- replacement therapy um, or treatment is it therapy treatment yeah, same both. thing um, yeah she was like we'll just put you on HRT she was like you don't have any uh, history of breast cancer in your family do you and I was like first of all you've just offered me a full hysterectomy told me we can just do HRT and then asked me had I got any uh, breast cancer history in my family I was like I don't know <laughs> I was like yeah. I have to ask people yeah. I was like that's scary and then even if I don't I want to keep my ovaries because I don't want to go into surgical menopause I don't want to feel and sorry to say I don't want to feel like a 55 year old woman at the age of 25 yeah I like I don't want to wet pussy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing there's so many things that come with it and then it just it was just brushed off it was like well you can just do this um, Sarah's ringing back <laughs> where do you want me to start well we just want to go quickly through your experience because you're probably the only person that I know that has had like a full-on experience with PCOS and then being told oh you won't get pregnant and you just need to lose weight and you just need to do this and then you got pregnant yeah <laughs> so. we just need a brief like a one minute thing yeah so I obviously when I first got my period I was I put on weight and then I got hairy chin and hairy lip um, and your mother called me Natasha <laughs> <laughs> so Feel like less of 
a woman and feel like less of somebody that was able to do what you know according to like what you brought up to believe what you're supposed to be able to do what you're mm. supposed to be able to do and me and Graham would like we'd come home and I'd be like I'm late and we'd do a pregnancy test and it would never be pregnant so we went to we went to doctor down the road I was like I've been trying for this amount of time and he was like oh is a dog not good enough anymore Sarah Jane I'll set the dog on your ball to your cunt so I immediately was like I'm not giving you any money to like come here and make me feel like shit I already feel like shit so I changed doctors and I went to a female doctor and she was a bit better but she wasn't much better she was like they put me on glucovage which is essentially to stop your insulin resistance Mm. and I lost a little bit of weight on it and then we like were referred to the rotunda to the infertility doctor and they were like you pcos we did the ultrasounds we did everything and we tried and we tried and we tried and we got to the point where we were just about to have ivf and i just was the glue i was put on the injections the hormone injection and the glucovage and the whole thing was making me really really sick i was really unwell i felt like shit i was bleeding constantly i'd like Mm. break through bleeds all the time and I was like, I just don't want to do this. So we stopped. And I just said to Graham, if it's not for us and we're not meant to have a baby that way, there's other ways, but I just need a break. And I was feel like, the, I think one of the biggest issues with my PCOS and trying to have the baby, and I didn't, like, no, there was no support system. There was yeah. no counselling. Like, women who go through fertility issues, especially, I only know from mine and being in Ireland, but there isn't, like, a counselling service with that 42 grand you're spending to get your IVF no there isn't anything it's just literally go see the doctor get injected we'll take your eggs hope for the best Do you know I like, know here that legally they have to offer at least one counselling session um yeah they have to offer at least one counselling session if you're going through fertility treatment and that's whether you're freezing your eggs whether you're doing IVF okay. whether you're doing IUI there it's, it's, a, it's a legal obligation now that you have to offer at least one session but even at that one session is not enough. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, I stopped. I was like, I don't want to do this. I feel really sad. I'm not enjoying having sex. I don't enjoy having sex and then us not getting pregnant. Mm. I want to just have sex and have fun. And and the other thing about my PCOS journey, I started to lose weight. And I was feeling the worst I've ever felt. And people were like, oh my God, you look amazing. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Um. So we stopped. We started having sex for fun. We stopped doing all of the treatment. I stopped doing the glucophage. And we, what what was like four or five months, I woke up. This is like such a like, this story is some, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I had had a dream about granddad, who is my granddad and Nikita's great granddad. And in my dream, I was coming out of your house, Nikita. Mm. And Grandad was in front of me, and he was like, "You're not going to fit through there." And I was like, you <laughs> "Like, what do you mean? That's so mean." And he was like, "Not with that bump." And I looked down. No. Fully pregnant in the dream, and I woke up, and I was like, "I think I'm pregnant." Oh, that's terrifying. That's scary. <laughs> and I went into the bathroom, and we had like still ovulation tests and pregnancy tests yeah. when we were trying underneath the sink. And I was completely naked <laughs> and I sat in the t- on the toilet and I weed on one of those little sticks and it was instantly pregnant. Instantly three weeks pregnant. You're three weeks pregnant, it said. I was like, Hope oh, the <laughs> 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 uh, um, 
and I had a really, I had an, a difficult pregnancy. I uh, medical complications. I bred, I bled from my cervix throughout my entire pregnancy. Mm. Which is so and scary. I, once I had Lily, I never tried again. Never tried to have another mm. baby again. I just used the pull out method, man. Same these. Um, no, that's good because that's good to hear your side of the story being saying that you've been pregnant because I think that's a big thing with people when they have PCOS. They sit and instantly think they can't get pregnant. So that's like a thing that like instantly comes into someone's brain. Or they think they'll have to have interventions to have pregnant and that may always be the case but there you are getting pregnant naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really it. There's like, it was, it was traumatic at the time. It was traumatic having Lily because I was so sick throughout my pregnancy. Mm. But it definitely made me more aware of my body. And I remember being pregnant and just being amazed. I was, like, so grateful for my body. Yeah. I was, like, loved my body and loved how it was able to do this magic thing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing. So I just remember... Being pregnant, no problem. Thanks. After I had Lily, I was like, "She's so beautiful." Um. Yeah. So that was my auntie's experience with PCOS. That obviously she just kind of briefly went into um the fertility side of it and having a child. So that was her goal. So just to be reassured that you can have children on P- when you have PCOS. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry if the quality of that is very shit, but it was over FaceTime and my phone is really bad. Uh, speaker on it but anyway we'll wrap things up anyway just a little um educational note for you is be respectful things what not to say to women in general so yeah. this i when i was looking this up it was like things not to say to women with pcos or with endometriosis now however you don't actually say this to women it's at just all we as women are guilty of it Oh, yeah, like no, but if anything, we're probably worse because we're a nosy cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are nosy yeah. bastards. Do you think a man's going to come to you and say, oh, you're going to have a baby? <laughs> no, they don't care. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah. What not to say to women in general, but especially pe- women with PCOS or endometriosis. <laughs> are you pregnant? No. And if I am, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like we said, the endo belly thing. People can look pregnant yeah. with that, like, bloating. Like, I'm just bloated 24 7 I'm joking. Um, oh, that's mad I don't bloat. <laughs> What's that? How upfront it's made? Yeah. And it's like, like, funny, I don't bloat. Everyone's looking at me like, you're a fabric. Um, at least it's not cancer. But guess what? I'll <laughs> one up yet because I had cancer and I have endometriosis. Oh, she doesn't give that a rest. <laughs> we get it. You had cancer. When I when I came home and said no, I was like, "This is gonna be a lie." I was only gonna. Oh, I was like, "What did I do?" I was gonna say when I came home, she was like, "Yo, I don't have cancer." <laughs> I would never. No, you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, you had cancer. It's like for you. <laughs> I'm raging. Things not to say to someone that has had cancer. Anything Lauren has said. No. Yeah, at least it's not not cancer. And this is like from a. Like, what not to say, as a doctor, as a friend, as a pigeon, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just choked. She's not a flemon. Oh no, we're not mic, you dumb fortune. Right, calm down. No, I'm sorry. That was very aggressive. <laughs> 
Uh, one, would you consider a hysterectomy? Although this is proven to reduce your symptoms, there are, are lots of other health risks that come that go hand in hand with having a hysterectomy, especially when you've not reached a typical menopausal age. If you're too young to have these problems, then you're too young to have a hysterectomy. Like you yeah. say, oh, you're, you're too young to be having problems with that, like your period, or you're too young to be having that. Yeah. Well, yeah, if I'm too young to have these problems, why do you think you're offering me a hysterectomy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm matting you. But yeah, in conclusion, mm. the things I would like to say to people, listen to your body. Yeah. Do seek medical advice. Yeah. Um. Don't let health professionals dismiss you. Yeah. There will be someone out there that will listen to you. You just have to find the right person. Yeah. We're saying as much as we're like talking about doctors and being dismissive, both of us weren't dismissed in our problems. Yeah. So we're two examples that we've we had, positive dismissed. Experiences we had positive with experiences. It. Um, but we know for a lot of women it's not that positive. But yeah, don't be put off going to a doctor. You need to speak to somebody. You need to speak to a medical professional. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't be going in scrapping your GP just because he won't <laughs> tell you that you have PCOS. <laughs> but equally, let someone listen to you. Um... And then not turning a blind eye to these problems or not letting healthcare professionals turn a blind eye to these problems because you don't want to have children. Yeah. That's a big, that's the one that we've obviously already spoke about it in this episode, but that's such an important thing is that our bodies are not only meant to have children. Yeah. Like we're obviously meant to have these things for a reason and the main reason is to have children. But if we do not want to have them, then why should we be penalised? Why are we less than yeah. just because we don't want to have children? Yeah. Yeah, that really annoys Preach me. it, sister. Yeah. Um, I hope we didn't get off too much off topic. And I, I hope don't that feel makes like all we did. Sense. Makes all sense. All makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, again, but yeah. thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, do you want to round up anything? Just know that us, that you'll always be listened to. Yeah. You'll always be heard. You'll always be respected. And which is why we say to people, come to us with your problems, come to us with your issues. And I feel like it's important to get some sort of knowledge before you go to a healthcare professional. Just like that. So you know yourself that you're, you can't be dismissed. Yeah. Like, if you have some sort of knowledge going in there, then you're like, well, actually, hang on a minute. No. Yeah, and it's okay to question those things. It's okay to say, mm, well, I've heard someone has this. Can you explain that to me and why? It's not dismissing a fucking health professional yeah. it's just having the knowledge behind it and being able to ask questions and be able to be like okay i can gather all my own information and then make my decision yeah just not making a de- decision off the back of what your doctor straight away says straight away says yeah. um but yeah so and we'll advocate for you we will bring me i'll bring i'll go to your doctor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put me on facetime now <laughs> and what what are you grateful for <gasps> oh, okay i haven't talked about mine this week i'm grateful I, do you know what? I have a grateful thing. I'm grateful, and this might get very deep, but I, the last few days, have said something and got something off my chest recently, and I'm very grateful that I was able to come to a point in my healing journey, and I'm doing, like, inverted commas, um, but I just, I don't know, I feel a little bit healed this week, and I feel better in my spirituality journey, so I'm very grateful for that. I'm yeah. grateful for you for being grateful for that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a very good one to add. Um, I don't know what I'm grateful for. Yeah, sorry, I picked that one up, didn't I? I am grateful for me. I love that. Enjoy that. Yeah. I'm grateful for me. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm grateful for me. I've broken myself out of a comfort zone in order to further my career. So far, I'm smashing it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, so far, I'm smashing it. And I just, I'm grateful for me. I adapt very well in situations. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was like that. You didn't... I didn't think I was a person who just 
adapts very well. Adapt. Especially in a work environment. Yeah. I really felt like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but I didn't feel like I was going to adapt very well, but I have. And I'm very proud of myself. Amazing. I'm so proud of you. Pro- proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of thanks, you. Thanks, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>